Well, hello, hello out there. Steph Crowder here. You are listening to the Courage and Clarity podcast. Welcome to another episode of the show. This is the podcast that is designed to help entrepreneurs develop the courage to go out there and go for it. So much courage is required to be an entrepreneur in today's world. We need the courage and we also need the clarity to know how, the steps, the strategies, the tactics. When we put courage and clarity together, what we have is a recipe for making progress, one next best step after the next best step. You put all those steps together and pretty soon you've got some amazing progress. So on this show, we explore all different topics that range from mindset to marketing, sales, strategy, inspiration, and instruction. We do both of those things here on the podcast. And in today's episode, I want to talk to you about finishing. I've been thinking a lot about finishing lately, and there's quite a few things that I have to share about the power of finishing, what it looks like to finish things as an entrepreneur and as a creative. Let me tell you why I've been thinking about this, and I'll share some thoughts and ideas around what it means to finish what we start. (laughs) You know, for me, I am actually wrapping up my current cohort of my six-month mastermind. It's called The Messy Middle. My current clients only have two more weeks with me. Some of them are continuing on with me into the next round, which starts on October 16th. And some of them are complete and kind of going on their uh, our own separate ways for right now. And the idea of bringing something to completion, of closing something, of finishing something, I don't know about you, but finishing can be really uncomfortable. I'm curious if you agree with that. I think for a lot of us creative types, I know for myself, I've often described myself as someone who you can find pretty regularly at the front of a project, the beginning of a project. How many of us love a fresh, clean start? Actually, didn't even really make this connection before I hit go on recording this episode, but I'm recording this on October 2nd. It's the first work day of October. So yesterday was Sunday, October 1st. It's Monday, October 2nd. So you could even apply this to the calendar, right? Why do we love a new year, a new month, even a new week? Monday is arguably my favorite day of the week, as odd as that sounds. I just absolutely love a clean slate. There's so much possibility. There's so much hope. There's so much optimism. And importantly, we haven't yet had the mud flung on us, right? We haven't fallen down uh, and scraped our knee. To use an analogy that I use very often to describe the messy middle, my six-month mastermind, we're not in, you know, mile 12, 15, or 18 of a 26-mile marathon. We're at the starting line, and there's that excitement and that buzz. The guy with the gun is getting ready to fire, you know, the starting line, And everybody's just like teeming with excitement to get going. You're so hopeful. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I know not everyone feels this way, but I think a lot of us, again, as creative folks, as entrepreneurs, we're not really scared to get something going. I mean, there there might be fear. Okay, of course. But most of us, I think many of us are up for the challenge. We're like, let's go. Let's see what we're made of. I want to, you know, challenge myself to do something new and different. 
And so for those of you who resonate with that, perhaps our biggest challenge is not in starting the big scary project, but actually in finishing (laughs) the big scary project. So I've been thinking about bringing this round of the messy middle to a close. This is my second time running a cohort of the Messy Middle Mastermind. I ran the first cohort in 2021. And during that cohort, I was offered a job that I really couldn't refuse. It felt very aligned. It was definitely the next right move for me. I've talked about that on the podcast. If you want to scroll back to the beginning of the feed, you can kind of hear me talk a little bit more about my decision to leave my business and get a job. And I was kind of in the middle of working with my clients when this job opportunity came along. So I had to go ahead and close down my mastermind. That's a story for another day, but I worked with my clients to kind of come up with something that felt fair for everyone. And so we brought it to an unexpectedly early close, right? And even I've talked about this as well, when I went and did, you know, took my job, and worked for an employer for a year, I left things really open in my business. I, you know, maybe made one announcement on social media, but I didn't close anything down. I didn't, you know, put up a banner that said, hey, um, we're done here. I, I've said before that it almost felt like I just like left it hanging open. And I can think of many examples actually in my life of when I've gotten maybe halfway through a project and just kind of abandoned it or um, allowed it to fizzle out or quite frankly, just jumped to the next shiny thing. And so I've been thinking a lot about this now, you know, again, in my second cohort of running the messy middle, this is actually my first time completing the mastermind. I don't feel like a beginner with this offer. I'm certainly not a beginner as a coach. But when it comes to finishing and certainly finishing strong, the idea of finishing strong, which I'm going to explore in this episode, yeah, I feel a little bit like a fish out of water. It's so much less intuitive for me than starting something. And it's just brought up a lot of thoughts and reflections for me around the idea of finishing being really uncomfortable. And I have witnessed in my clients and certainly in myself that we often take that discomfort that comes with finishing something as a sign that something is wrong, that we're no longer on the right path, and that it's time to kind of jump ship and go do something else. I know for those of you out there who feel like you're kind of serially starting over, you might feel a little bit called out right now, and that's totally fine. I want you to hear this, though. There is a discomfort in finishing, and it might not mean that anything is wrong. There really might be nothing wrong other than it's uncomfortable to finish what we start. Like I said, there's so much energy in beginnings, new beginnings, fresh starts, new project energy, and finishing is actually where the discipline needs to come in, right? Finishing takes discipline is something that I've been thinking a lot about. I think we are often congratulated for starting. And I'm not saying those those congratulations are misplaced. I think that it does take tremendous courage to start a business, to start any like new scary venture. 
But less talked about is the, again, discipline, the preservation required in order to finish. Finishing might not be as sexy. I think in a lot of cases, it's not. Um, you know, there are grand openings and big parties to celebrate. Like I'm thinking even of like weddings, right, to celebrate the beginning of a marriage. But where is the party for like the scary middle innings, right? Where is the party for completion? <laughs> I guess some people throw divorce parties or something. But, you know, even marriages that end when the couple, you know, the couple who are in the marriage, when their lives are completed, there's no real like celebration necessarily of what that couple, co you know, completed together or accomplished together. Certainly we have individual funerals, but where is the celebration of completion? When we think about races, right? You certainly think about the finish line, but what happens when the finish line doesn't look the way you imagined it is another thing for us to explore and to think about. Because here's the deal. Our brains, I believe, my experience is, and watching many clients go through this, our brains are often trying to convince us not to finish. Our brains are often trying to convince us not to finish. Why is that? I believe it absolutely comes down to our primal brain. I've been talking to my clients a lot lately about how much your brain wants you to get back into the cave. I'm always referencing the cave. <laughs> the cave is safety. The cave is the familiar. The cave is the devil you know versus the devil you don't. And so this incredible phenomenon happens, especially when we're launching something, when you have an open promotion, you're selling, you have, you know, some big thing that you are promoting. And at first, you're really excited. You set out and you're like, OK, I'm going to announce it and I'm going to click go. And then maybe you get sales right away or maybe more likely you don't. And we get to what is often referred to as the mid-launch slump, right? You're like halfway through promoting something. Um, I'm thinking of clients right now who are also trying to fill like their one-on-one -on -one practice. Maybe they have six spots available and they're hanging out at like two or three. Everything in our brains wants us to abort mission when this happens. And I believe the reason for that is because the sensation that happens when we have put ourselves out there and we hoped for the best. Of course, we would love to be sold out instantly. We would love to just be an absolute like crushing it kind of success. But when our expectation doesn't match reality, your brain will say whatever it needs to say to you to get you back into the cave. Because for all your primal brain knows, there is a saber-toothed tiger prowling around outside of the cave. And so when you're halfway through an open promotion and you've been talking about it on your podcast and making Instagram reels and sending email after email and it doesn't feel like anything is happening, your brain is going to say whatever it needs to say to get you to stop right? It might offer that you're embarrassing yourself. It might tell you that nothing else is going to happen, that you've failed. It doesn't matter. Whatever thought is going to get you back into the cave to make you kind of close things down, peter out, fizzle out, and just sort of 
you know, fade away, that is exactly what the primal part of our brain is looking to do because it equates that with safety, right? The sensation in our body when we're selling something, when we're putting ourselves out there, when we're in the messy middle of a project, the sensation in the body is the same as some kind of predator, you know, possibly prowling behind the rocks ahead of us, right? I talked in the most recent episode of the podcast about staying open to the belief that anything is possible, that, you know, how we how do we stay open to launch magic, even when launch magic absolutely defies all logic and all reason. This is along the lines of that same conversation. So often our brains just don't want us to finish. If we go back to the race analogy, if you've ever done any kind of race, whether it's a 5K, a marathon, or you're crazy enough to be like my husband who does Ironman triathlons, you know that in those middle miles or those final miles, your brain is screaming at you to stop. So every cell in your body might want to walk off that course. But finishing takes discipline, right? And I think especially, like I said, when the finishing doesn't look exactly like what you intended. So if you start a race and, you know, think again about my husband who does Ironman triathlons. And so often in these Ironman races, there's like a gazillion miles of biking. You know, you're going to get a flat tire on the road. How do you adjust to that when your brain wants to say, you know what, we, oh shoot, like we're losing all this time. It's not worth it anymore. I'm not going to PR. So no thanks. Like I'm just, I just would rather pack it in and go home, right? How do we persevere when it does, when it's not going the way we intended or the way that we hoped? So I've been thinking about what finishing strong looks like for me. Again, kind of bringing my current cohort of my mastermind to a close. What does finishing strong look like for me? I've had this desire to finish strong. But to be honest, finishing strong is uncomfortable, right? Because finishing feels so different than starting. There is no whiz bang necessarily with finishing. There is just this kind of like, I don't know, there's just it's 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 100 percent internal versus I think starting feels so external. There's so much celebration. Finishing something is so much more uncomfortable, at least for me. So thinking about the idea of what finishing strong looks like, I also just want to say that I think finishing also feels vulnerable in a way. Fin bringing something to a conclusion, uh, man, it just it really takes a different a different skill set than being an excellent starter, okay? And so for me, as I think about what finishing strong looks like for me, I want you to think about this in whatever way this applies to your business right now. Maybe you're launching something, you're mid-launch, and you need to hear me talk about finishing strong in that regard. Maybe you're like me right now where you have some client work that's coming to a close and you really desire to finish strong instead of allowing the relationship to kind of just like you know how that thing happens where you like awkwardly kind of um, bring it to a close, but not really. And everybody just goes their separate ways. And it just feels sort of like it's, it was left hanging open. Yeah. It's like, how do we actually just wrap things up in a way that makes us look back and say, you know what? I brought that project across the finish line and it was ugly and it was hard and I was sweating and there was blood involved. Right. And it wasn't easy. And by the way, nobody cared. Nobody cared how I finished. Only I care how I finish. And I think that's where the discipline, the self-discipline gets involved. Because no one's going to die if you don't finish strong. 
no one is really watching or paying attention the way that they are at the beginning of a project. So it's a kind of a game of you versus you, right? And so I've been thinking about what finishing strong looks like for me. And I've been asking myself these questions. What do I control? What do I control? Because in all of our projects that we're completing, whether it's with clients or selling or whatever it might be in your business, you really only control yourself and your own actions. We can't control whether our clients, you know, come to our calls or whether they use up all of their retainer package or whatever the case may be. You just don't control that. So it's I've, I have found it really beneficial to ask myself, what does what is within my control? Right. So for me, as an example, in these final weeks of hosting my mastermind, I decided to do a community event. I decided to do a uh, launch debrief, a six-figure launch debrief with my current clients as uh, one of the last things that I'm doing with them on our group calls. I did that last week. We, you know, we only have, at the time, we had three calls left. And so I said, man, I want to really provide some value um, as we begin the process of wrapping things up. And I think it was actually... Funny enough, it was like a really great topic to talk about how I wrapped up a launch as we wrapped up our time together. But I really was asking myself the question, how do I make sure that I'm closing this thing up with value and really creating a reason for people if they've disengaged with the calls, which is totally normal across businesses. Um, if you have a group offer, you know, in the beginning, it's very normal for everybody to be super excited and they come to all the calls. And then naturally in the middle towards the end, maybe you don't get as much participation. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing broken necessarily. There could be, but in a lot of cases, that's pretty natural. And so we can ask ourselves the question, well, what does it look like to create engagement? What does it look like to finish strong? And for me, while I can't control the participation in my mastermind, I can control how much value I'm putting out there and how much I'm showing up and how much I'm making myself available and making my resources, my expertise available so that I can really feel that I, you know, that final mile of when I cross the finish line with this group, I really want to be proud of my performance. I really want to be proud and feel like, you know what, I left it all on that race course. I left it all. Uh, I gave, you know, everything that I could. And I'm just really proud of that. And that leads me to the next piece, which is I've been asking myself, if I were to fast forward, what do I want to be able to say about how I showed up? So if I were to fast forward, let's say you have a cart close date, you have a client finishing offboarding date, you pick, you pick whatever's relevant to you. If I were to fast forward, what do I want to be able to say about how I showed up? Because really, that's the only thing that any of us control. You don't control how many people are going to open your emails, how many people are going to click buy. None of that stuff is in, like, we do not are not able to influence that directly unless you want to go over to your clients, or your prospects house and force them. Right. Which is generally not advised. But instead, we control what we bring to the equation. So I've been thinking about some of my clients. You know, I've had clients in this cohort who've had launches. We've run the gamut, right? We've had launches exceed expectations completely. We've had launches completely disappoint. And we've been all across the board in between those two extremes. And regardless of our thoughts and feelings about the result, I am so proud of my clients who are 
looking at their own actions and looking at their own behaviors and saying, regardless of the results, how do I make myself really proud? How do I feel like I did everything within my power all the way through to the end when every cell in my body was telling me to get my butt back in the cave? And there's so much to be proud of when you can look back and say, I did all the things. I didn't allow myself to walk off that race course, even though it was really, really tempting. I have been at this thing, at this online business thing, long enough to tell you that if you can cultivate the skill of finishing in adverse conditions, when things aren't going according to plan, when you have 10 other ideas that are sounding way more fun than whatever it is you're working on right now, if you can get really good at completing projects, completing your launches, completing your offers, completing your containers with your clients, if you can um, have this, cultivate the self-discipline to get good at finishing. That is where I think we can go from being really scrappy entrepreneurs. And look, I am the queen of scrappies. You know, we talk about scrappy selling around here. I love it. Get, you know, starting new projects, popping things up, popping little offers up, creating revenue in a day, making sales in one day. That is my wheelhouse. I love it. We love to see it, right? But how do you go from scrappy to sustainable? I believe both are necessary. It just depends on what stage of business you're in. At a certain point, you have to grow up and out of scrappy, right? You have to grow up and out of always scrappy, always, you know, kind of like just doing things on a whim. And we have to think about sustainable decisions. We have to think about how a CEO who's running a sustainable business, a scalable business, would operate. And it's my belief and my experience that that is where the art of finishing really starts to become a skill set that we have to develop. I don't think that finishing is something that is innate. Clearly, there are so many reasons that we can convince ourselves to not. I mean, I can tell you 15 shiny object ideas that I have right now I would love, you know, so many different things. I want to write my book. I've talked multiple times about how I want to write a book. So much of me just wants to say, I just want to go write my book, right? But the work for me is in doing what I said I was going to do and fulfilling my commitments and bringing a project to completion, I believe, is where we learn to mature as business owners and our businesses have the opportunity to mature with us, even when things aren't going the way we hoped and especially when things aren't going the way that we hoped. You will never regret practicing and honing the skill of finishing regardless of the results. If you're running the marathon and you're the last person to cross the finish line, you're still crossing that finish line despite every part of you that just would rather go hide in a hole and die from embarrassment that you're the last person, that nobody bought your thing, that, you know, nobody's coming to your calls anymore, whatever the case may be. Finishing is such an important skill, my friends, such an important skill for us business owners who love to start. We love a fresh start. We love a brand new blank page, a new journal, a new planner. I get it. And I am with you. But if you're someone like me who really needs to intentionally 
bring some awareness to sharpening the saw that is finishing, then I hope maybe this episode can give you some inspiration, give you some thoughtful questions that you can ask yourself as you project into the future and you picture that finish line, regardless of how things end up. I really would love for you to ask yourself, what do I want to be able to say that I did? What does finishing strong look like for me? So if you loved this episode, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at HeyStephCrowder. Just let me know that you listened. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you're working on that you're trying to finish. And I would be oh so glad to cheer you on. Okay, my friends, until next time, I am wishing you the courage and the clarity to go after what you love.